You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The Throne Life, Not My Own, is the title of this devotion. This whole week I'm talking to you about throne life. And what is so important within this is that we realize that this life, this dominion, this righteousness, this holiness that I've been speaking to you about this week is not our own. It is not something that I've achieved through my devotion, my prayers. No, it is something much glorious, more powerful. It comes from Christ Himself. Actually, He is that throne life. He Himself is the throne. He is the mercy seat. He is the right hand of the Father. He is that righteousness, that holiness, that dominion. He Himself is the embodiment of the throne of God. And here the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 is giving us this, wow, powerful, powerful display out of his own testimony of his own life. He said the circumcision of God is not done by man's hand. No, it is that we are the circumcision of God who worship God in spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. He says, now, if anybody thinks that he has something to boast about in his flesh and what he is as a mere human being, I surely would. I would have things to boast about. I could say, hey, I'm a Hebrew. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. And when it comes to keeping the law, I was perfect. And when it comes to the strictness of the law, I was a Pharisee. But all these things that gave me such an advantage, I've considered comparatively as done to knowing my Savior, Christ Jesus. And that righteousness that we pursue by seeking to obtain the law is incomparable to the righteousness we receive by faith. What I now have, the right standing with God, the enjoyment of His Spirit, the enjoyment of His love, the enjoyment of His life in me. I never knew that as a Pharisee. No matter how strict I was in keeping the commandments, I never felt such love. I never felt such acceptance. I never felt such peace. I never felt such indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that I enjoy now. The righteousness of fellowship with the Father, the right standing I have now with Him through Jesus, I had never, ever experienced before. And I tell you, compared to what I had before, I'd never go back. Never go back to it. And he says here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 9, to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. He says, the righteousness I now experience with my Father in heaven. I've never known that before. And I get it through faith in Christ and only through faith in Jesus Christ. I have never, ever had that kind of righteousness before. Okay. 1 Corinthians 1. Okay. 
1 Corinthians 1, verse 29. And I, I struggled to kind of catch the meaning of this verse until the last 10 years that the Holy Spirit keeps unveiling it in me, where he says here in verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. What does that mean? No flesh should glory. Nothing about what I am as a mere man causes me to have anything to glory before God. I now glory in this, that he has made Jesus unto me wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, so that if anyone boasts or glories, let him boast glory in the Lord. That's what he's saying here. For by him, for of him, of God, you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification and redemption that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. It is part of the fallen nature to seek glory within ourselves. That is the nature of sin. That's the nature of Satan who sought his own glory, his own honor. But outside of God, there is none. There is absolutely no glory outside of God because He is glory. Majesty and splendor, all else evaporates into nothing outside of Him. And here the Apostle Paul says the wisdom of perceiving, recognizing God and the righteousness that I now enjoy with Him and the holiness, sanctification and freedom, redemption. Oh, the glory that I have with him, the glory I have with him, the glory is not of myself. This is not of myself. This, what I'm experiencing is not of myself. And why is that important? Well, many reasons, but one is so that you don't think you're better than somebody else or that you have something to boast about in yourself or that it is because of you. And the Apostle Paul deals with this in Corinthians. He says, why do you boast? as if what you have, you have of yourself when it is a gift of God. Why do you act like you're better than others and compare yourself to others than what you have is available to us all? And, and the Apostle Paul had to help <coughs> the people to not get into a place of vainglory. The Bible says love is not vainglorious in 1 Corinthians 13. In other words, you don't glory yourself into something. That's like somebody who has a, a nice car or has money or whatever acts like they are more special than others. <laughs> you know, a very long time ago in 1987, I think it was, yeah, 1987, there was this minister who came and he wanted to kind of go with me where I was going. And I had him come. I thought he was a sweet brother, but every time we were in a hotel, or we were in a restaurant, and it's not that he always paid, but he would pull out of his pocket this whole stack of $100 bills for me to see. <laughs> and, I was, and I was praying to God just to have enough money to put in the petrol tank to go to the next place to buy gas for the car. And I was praying to God to help me pay the bills because I didn't have any money, and, and he would pull that money out, but he didn't pay. I don't know what he was doing. I didn't understand him and I didn't pay attention to it, to be honest. But you know, it didn't bother me because Jesus had taught me to love people for people's sake and not for their possession's sake. But you know, 
perhaps looking back, he might have had some vain glory. Perhaps he gloried in self and thinking that he was something because of that money. And it's, it's quite an opium, money. I've seen people leave the Lord for money. People that really loved God and knew his spirit, but they got money and then all of a sudden they felt they didn't need God and stopped walking with him. And it's really painful to see that. I don't believe those people are, are not going to come back. No, I pray for them and pray for them and pray for them. Some believing they'll come back. And um, I pray that they don't have to go through some tragedy or hardship that would cause them to come running home. I, I pray that they don't have to maybe lose all that money. I never pray that. Never. God forbid. No. I just pray the Holy Spirit touch them. Why? I've seen people with lots of money be touched by God and serve God. Money can act like a master. It's a terrible master. It's a wonderful savior. But it is not the master. That's deception. Jesus is. Jesus is the master. And I pray, like it says here in Jeremiah chapter 9, and this is actually what Paul's referencing here in 1 Corinthians. Thus says the Lord, verse 23, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness on the earth. For in these things have delight, says the Lord. To maintain a healthy throne life, you got to realize that what you have is not your own. You got to realize it's not my own. You know, I enjoy a wonderful friendship and love with my dear wife. I mean, I utterly delight in her. I adore her. I, I just think she's such a precious soul and sweetheart and gifted and talented. I think she's beautiful and attractive and, and I just love her in every way. In every way, I love her more than ever, honestly, more than ever. But I know it's not my own. She belongs to God and I treat her as such and I hold her as such. And I watch my own heart that I don't allow myself to begin to go low and my, mine, no, no, it's all His. It all belongs to him, my children, my grandchildren, this church and the amazing people and all the precious people I have the privilege of working with. I mean, amazing people. You meet the people that work in the office with us or the people in all the children's ministry, youth ministry or the greeters or the people that clean. Or you, I mean, you go on and on. They're amazing, beautiful children and heavenly, holy people for me to act like they're mine as if I am over them would be mad, would be mad. How dare I think such thoughts? No, they belong to God. It's, it's not my own, it's all His. And I want to live in such a way that I give glory to God in it all. I give glory to God in the car I drive. I say, thank you, Lord. I, in the house I live, I thank you, Lord, the clothes I wear. And, do you get it? Do you see it? 
It's not my own. And you know, to maintain the throne life, you got to know that what you are and what you have is not your own. David said in Psalm 16, all that I am and all that I have comes from you, for you give me all that I need. My future is in your hand. That's like saying, I'm yours, Lord. That's true consecration. I'm yours, Lord. All is yours, Lord. And when you live that way in all things, give glory and give praise to God and be grateful and thankful and then watch His dominion from everlasting and everlasting to flow through everything you are in heaven. Do amen. Have a good day.